Don't be shy. I can eat with my mouth full <laughs> and say Donald Griffith. I'll be okay. Okay. All right. Kevin, you can't hear me chewing, can you? Oh, it's, it's very loud. It is? <laughs> you totally stopped chewing. Your mouth just like froze. It was very funny. <laughs> You're fine. This is where the party ends. I can't stand here listening to you and your racist friend. I know politics bore you, but I feel like a hypocrite talking to you and your racist friend. Welcome to My Racist Friend, a podcast about the messy parts of relationships that help us grow together. I'm Amy McKees, and I'm here with Don Griffin. And today is Tuesday. It's a it's Tuesday. Yep. It's Tuesday, and we're not doing well, right? No. It's been very hard to get together and and uh, talk about our feelings, right? About everything yeah. that's going on and. Do you want to tell people what's going on so that uh, we can, for history's sake, people know what we're talking about and where we're at? I will do my best. And I, I want to add that in, in doing this, we, we did back and forth quite a little bit in deciding when and in scheduling this. For me, at least, I was worried about it putting more on you than needs to be on you right now. Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, what we're seeing, I mean, this is just our existence as African-American people. This is what we're seeing in the news is our existence. And I think, I think you can live with it if you don't really acknowledge it. You just push forward because it is your, your reality. Police brutality is your reality for a lot, or the fear of police brutality. It's the fear also for you and your spouse and your kids and whomever, your dad. But I think when it's seen by everyone else and acknowledged by everyone else as being something awful, it finally gives you the it, 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 it actually opens up your eyes. It's almost like you're in the matrix and you just took the pill and you, and when other people uh, who don't go through that, that existence, they say, Oh my God, that's what you've been going through. Or the police are bad or all of a sudden you're awoken to the fact of how bad it really is. You know, I think yeah. it's like being, being in an abusive relationship or you know your 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 family life and then someone comes over to you and says you know uh you know this isn't normal and you're like it's not i know i've been feeling bad about this but it's just all i know mm -hmm. i think that's what what's happened i think i think that's why so many black people's hearts are hurting because it's like we told you that we were going through this for generations upon generations and you didn't believe us yeah 
I think we've got trauma on all sorts of levels. You know, you've got individual trauma, you've got societal trauma, you've got witnessing and fearing for your own life and like. I think what you're experiencing and a lot of white people are experiencing is kind of sad too, because you're, you're in mourning too. You're in mourning of the country that you thought you had. The idea of that we're still good and we're still the best and we still, you know, we're America and all this. But I think you have to come to terms with we're not all that. And that's kind of, that's hard too. That's kind of what I think other people are, 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 are sensing there. That quote that Michelle Obama had, you know, it's, it's starting to like feel, remember when she said, and she was overwhelmed, she was like, this is the first time I'm proud of my country. Remember that? And everybody gave her shit about it. The right just like tried to destroy her. What do you mean? This is the greatest country in the world. And if you don't like it, you should go back on a boat and go to your, go, you know, go somewhere else. I mean, they were just, and she was like, look, I just was saying I was extremely excited about, you know, this moment in history. And they just, I think it's taken me today to finally figure out what, where I'm going with what I'm thinking. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Because uh, I really, and I still don't know what I'm thinking. There's so many there's so much and maybe I'm still not ready to talk about it and we're doing it anyway, but that's okay. But there's so much hurt and so much anger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's overwhelming. And I, and I, I will say, I think there are some white people who already knew our country wasn't all that. Um, but, but this bad, how did you feel when you saw Trump holding up that Bible yesterday? I mean, after knowing why he did it and knowing that it was just for a photo op and knowing that people were pepper sprayed, peaceful protesters, white, black, Mexican, Asian, everyone was pepper sprayed and rubber bulleted just so that he could do that. The part that I saw is um, we were sitting around in the living room and I turned on uh, the TV to see, because I saw that something was gonna happen. You could just see the press people, it was on like YouTube where it was gonna stream. And you could hear the press people like muttering to each other or doing mic checks or you know, looking at their phones or whatever. And you could hear the explosions off camera of the tear gas or, or whatever it is mm -hmm. that, that makes that sound. And that to me was, I don't have good words. I, no, nothing feels surprising. Like we know, we know that this is what happens when people of color get pulled over. You see uh, the meat, like the, the young lady um, who was a reporter um, did you see her get shot by a, yeah. a gun yesterday, yeah. like, like point blank? And they asked her, what, do they know your press? And 
And she's like, yeah, they know I'm press. I mean. They had the camera and like the, the gun comes right at. Yeah, exactly. At the camera while they're filming and the, and the picture that you posted of the little girl on a, a man's shoulders, I guess I just, in my story is that it's her dad, but I guess uh -huh. I don't know that. Um, with a, a gun aimed right at her. We are still, I feel like we have to remind people, we are still in the middle of a pandemic that didn't miraculously go away. No, we had 105 or 106,000 deaths. And I imagine in a few weeks, we're going to have a lot more. So in this last week, a Georgia youth pastor claimed he was abducted by a black man in order to distract from him being in a hotel with another man. What? Yeah. Did you miss that one? I did. <laughs> Sorry. This is God. everything that's okay. happening. Oh, my God. Okay. This is interesting. Um. A Florida woman claimed that two black men kidnapped her autistic son, whom she had killed. What? The New York woman, Amy Cooper, made a false call to the police. And, she um, and Oh, and she did that voice. Her voice changed while she was doing it to... to For the bird, rock, the bird watcher to say that um, an African-American man was gonna attack her because he wanted her to put, he wanted her to put her dog on her leash. And, and she wound up losing her, her job and her dog as like a bonus. Um, and then police in Minnesota murdered George Floyd by keeping a knee on his neck for eight minutes, 46 seconds while he begged them to get off until he couldn't beg anymore. And then the protests and in that all the, you know, like what you just talked about, the press, the, the woman getting shot in the eye with the rubber bullet, the press, is that who you're talking about with the press woman? Yeah, and then the, uh, the African-American gentleman who, uh, that was on live on CNN that they just went ahead and handcuffed. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> on live TV, just handcuffed them. Yeah. And he's like, what, what did I do wrong? I mean, what, uh, the, uh, the, uh, students, uh, one from Spelman and the other graduate from Morehouse that were, um, their, their, the glass was slammed in Atlanta. Their glass was, uh, uh, broken while they were in it, in the car. And then they were tased and then roughly put on the ground. The woman from Morehouse, I mean, from Spelman and the, the gentleman, her boyfriend from Morehouse, they kept tasing him. He was in stuck in traffic, but it was past curfew, it was past nine o'clock. God damn. There was the young man in Louisville that was shot. James Skurlock, that was the name I was trying to find. He was a black man in Omaha who was shot by a shopkeeper um, and he wasn't arrested. And then, uh, I mean, we're not even talking about the systematic, the peaceful protest that most African-Americans and, and allies are doing all across the country. However, the identitarians and Proud Boys and other um, 
neo-Nazis are infiltrating the protests and they're the ones that are actually starting the fires and the destruction and the riding Black Lives Matter on, on, uh, on buildings and and the black community has, they talked about this, in, that this was going on in Watts. I, I heard that, that when things like this have happened, that they thought that government agencies were coming in and really actually starting the shit. And you know, and people are like, oh, that's conspiracy. Like that just, that never happens. Mm -hmm. But now because of these damn cell, these, these cell phones with cameras and videos, and the ability to do it live, all right? Because before yeah. you didn't have the ability to do it live, you do it and hell, all they have to do is take your damn phone away from you, right? And no one ever saw it, right? Erase the shit. But now with this new technology, we see what's happening. And in fact, they've been able to trace people's cell phone. That's how, that's why they're doing, that's why they're able to do the arrest for some of these characters because they've been able to trace their cell phones. Mm. You know, the bad guys that are out there, the, 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 the bad guys, whether it's left or right, because let's be honest, some, some, some uh, you know, I don't know that, though. I, that could be just the narrative that Antifa is involved with uh, tearing shit up. Uh, whether or not they actually, we actually know if they've done it or not, I'm not sure, but we definitely know that the, that the right wing dingbats have been destroying things the auto zone that first caught fire that first night you there's actually a video yeah. of a gentleman knocking out dressed in all black and a gas mask and he's knocking and and umbrellas he's knocking windows out uh i hope that people understand that I, i'm talking very calm and collect about all this but you know i've been crying several times throughout the week because of, uh, of all this injustice. And some of it is everyday folks, but some of it's also our government. I know. How do you, how do you fight the police? Even the police can't fight the police. That's the other thing. I, I was talking to some police chiefs and not local police chiefs. I want to tell that, say that now. And they were talking about how hard it is for them to get rid of the bad cops. There's cops that have been there for 20 and 30 years. And because of the FOP, the Fraternal Order of Police and other uh, fraternities and unions, police unions, you can't get the, you can't fire. It's very, very hard to fire bad cops. Yeah, so I'm with yeah. you. So they can't even clean up their own mess. I think there's a piece of why they can't clean that up because of it, because it's built on a faulty premise. I didn't look this up, so maybe I'm wrong. But as I was walking in here, my oldest was telling me that she saw videos of protests in Paris today. And that they had made a um, fire out of all of their electric scooters, <laughs> all of like a bunch of lime scooters in a barricade. Oh my God! You can't. That would be really hard to actually put out. Not, not, I mean, a very dangerous. Uh, not NICAD, the other one, the uh, 
you know, the same kind of batteries that are in your, your phone, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lithium, right? Lithium, very flammable. I, I, you can't just, you know, yeah, douse those out with, with the water. Fire. Yeah. And police across the world are having, are, are not reacting well. Like there, there's been lots of evidence in the United States of police escalating the conflict. The Root did a, a headline um, that was basically like police erupt into violence because that was more accurate than protests erupted into violence. If, if we already have a stratified population where we have decided that these people are worth more and these people are worth less and these people aren't really even worth anything. Then hmm. I mean, I remember being a kid and like reading books about the caste system and being like, oh, that is That's so terrible, evil and bad. We would never do that. Not ever. But we've got that here. And because we have it, people dig into where they are because they don't want to go lower. And I think that that increases the fighting and if, if we have this stratified society and then we take these people who are in the caste system slightly above some of the other people but not necessarily that far above them and give them weapons that will execute people and and that's something i think we really need to I know you and I disagree on that, but no, no, um, no, I'm listening. But we, we give them guns and we tell them you keep order because like the idea that we need someone to do that. And it's all a, a, a big jumble for me right now. And I don't know exactly how, but I, I, I do think that part of why we can't see our way through this is because there's not a way through it. No, there isn't. The system is Let's be honest, the yeah. whole system, there's no, I, I think that's why I'm so, that's why it's taken me so long to actually talk because I am just so, I'm a person that loves to fix things. I and know. I do not feel like this can be fixed. And you know, I mean, we've had, uh, we've had Jada on, we're gonna have her on again sometime. And you know, she's talked about, you know, that the police are corrupt and that we don't need police. And I've always said, you know, we can't fix the system. I mean, we got to stay within the system that we have, but maybe we can fix what we have. The sad thing is, I think, I actually think she is probably right. All the things that need to be fixed will not, cannot be fixed within the system that we have. And hey, next week, I might have another idea. I might be okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm an optimist most of the time, but right now, right now, I just... How can you uncorrupt a system that is built for corruption? Right. And, and that's, it's like we took this structure that we had in place um, when we had slavery and when we were arguing that slavery is fine and we say, okay, well, we're only going to take that one block out, the slavery block. We're going to say, let's not do that. But we left the rest of it in place. The, the power structure and the, stratification and continued using that as though the only thing wrong was slavery and simply by not enslaving people we could fix it all 
the powers that be in the South, the people, and let's not just say the South. I mean, there there was investors up north that were investing in stuff in in in, in fields and in uh, uh, sugar plantations and all the other stuff. Uh, so let's not kid ourselves that the only owners were were the guys down there. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money to get rid of these properties that you have these very expensive properties and someone's telling you no, like get, get rid of them. Oh, I kind of ranted, but damn, I just, I'm mentally broken right now. You're not, you're not alone. <laughs> the things that we were going through talking about locally, it seems to be on a national and an international level. Yeah. You know, I mean, just today, I, identitarian Europa was mentioned in CNN, on CNN. I, you, you yeah. saw that, right? Yeah, I saw that. They're the ones yeah. that are that are pretending like they are Black Lives Matter and Antifa online. I think for a lot of people watching this over the last seven days, um, watching the protests, watching the, the police reaction to the protests has been challenging okay I, I i'm just gonna talk about me <laughs> no I'm, I'm listening it's okay for me watching the protests i don't think i have like any kind of attachment to target so i mean if they had the michael graves line again uh maybe <laughs> but uh no I'm, I'm so teasing people are really mourning that shit like not understanding that Life is so much more important. Right, right. And I know that if my, you know, if I saw the police violence happen and I immediately could substitute in my kids for whomever is being killed by police in that particular video, um, that it is not hard at all for me to imagine me wanting to just break through everything nearby. One of the tweets uh, that I found very helpful was something along the lines of, really, we built this entire country. If we want to tear it down, that's what we're going to do. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> that, that helped me put it in perspective. And, and to me, at least right now, and I, I feel like I'm not saying things how I want to say them, but right now the protest feels so visceral and so essential this has to stop we have to change how we are so that's what i'm struggling okay so that's what i'm struggling with like it's not just you and me we're talking we're having this conversation so other people will also start the dialogue i i'm torn in the sense that I want it to stop. I want the. I, I, I don't want to see people hurt anymore. And I don't want. I don't want to see violence. I, I don't want to see that. I'm not. But damn it, I. I, uh, I mean, I. I, I, <clears throat> I, I think it's necessary. 
even if the even if all of a sudden they they said Obama, oh my God, Obama, you can come back. Like somehow, <laughs> Obama, oh, somehow, you know what? Joe Biden picks Obama as his vice president because no one's ever said that it can't be reversed. I don't think there's anything like that, but maybe there is. I'm just saying, even if that were to happen, and everybody is joyous and and then we've forgotten. We've got four years where we have forgotten the struggle that really needs to happen, the, the, the conversation that really needs to happen. And I think that's why my heart feels so heavy because I know the path that has to happen. And that path, a lot of people are going to be end up dead or hurt this isn't an easy thing and it's not an easy thing that's going to be fixed by talk. It's got to have, it's, it's, it's gotta have real consequences. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if they, I mean, yeah. and that just scares, that scares me, but I know that to, to create the change that we really need, right? Like, oh, and that's I, what's killing me, man. Like, yeah, not going to end passively. It, it won't end because one side has guns and the other one doesn't. And I, I and it just kills me to see people post about the safety of police officers. They're the ones with all the armor, the the bulletproof vest, and the guns, and the tanks, and the yes, I. I uh, I have a solution. Do you? Oh, I good. do. Well, I have a solution. This is my solution. You ready? Mm -hmm. Reparations. All right. Reparations. Okay. D don't give me a check. I don't. I don't need a. Ch I personally do not need a check. Think we don't want checks. That's that's only. I mean, I'm sure there's people that want want checks, but I, I think what we need. There was a new deal that helped everyone, all the white uh -huh. folks, right? Yeah. There, there was uh, the GI bill, bill that helped white folks. There was uh, uh, low interest rate loans on housing for returning GIs that uh, were systematically, we were redlined in our neighborhoods, uh -huh. right? Um, uh -huh. Jim Crow laws, separate but never equal stuff. Yeah. lynchings that continued on after slavery and then what's been going on since then just even in our time period so we're not even just talking that's that's why everybody's upset it's not just this it's just a compounded this is like the cherry on top right yeah it's the cherry on top that's what people need to understand it's not even about this guy yeah, you know. Uh, so you want? I'm not done. You want, so you want me to tell you what the what the uh, yeah. what reparations I'm, I'm mean waiting. to me? I'm listening. Sorry, reparations means to me that for several generations, I don't know if it's 30 years to 50 years, uh, free secondary care or secondary schooling, whether it's college, whether it's trades, for every African American or or, or this would be hard to, but, but yes, every African-American gets free college of their choice. 
Second of all, the other one I want is free health care and mental health care. This is so that we can catch up. We are so far behind the, the gap on education and wealth because you, you understand what I'm saying? Loans, low interest rate loans for housing and businesses for African-Americans. Low interest rate, uh, 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 no money down, housing. We, we missed that. Do you understand? Like we missed that in the 50s and the early 40s. Every time something like that was done, our neighborhoods weren't, our, our people weren't allowed to do that. They didn't give loans to us. Yeah. And the health care and, and especially the mental health care because, and Amy, let's be honest, I'm privileged. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I, I am. For, for I, I am. I do fairly well, but not until this happened did I realize how hard it is for me to sleep. I am stressed at all times. I am stressed anytime a police officer is behind me, even though, you know, I know the police officers. We talked about this. Yeah. With there, there, there's a reason why we have, you know, my little sister is 30, 36. She's already had a heart attack. Oh my God. Yeah. And she's, she's somewhat healthy, but she's got high, high blood pressure, high, and, and a lot of African-Americans do. So I think, I think that, not, not a blank check. I mean, we, we, we want to, well, you I know. know. I think a blank check would be okay, too. Uh, I don't want a blank check. I don't, I don't want, because if people give us a blank check and we don't know what to do with it, then they're gonna say, oh, we gave them a blank, we gave this person a blank check and, and it didn't work out, done. No, but I mean like housing and I don't think it's unreasonable to whether it's through tax refunds or, you know, look how fast they were able to give it. Give, I know, trillions of dollars. Like, yeah, ridiculous. And, and, but okay, so, but, but that's, that's it. Like, honestly, Amy, the reparations, if, if we were really aiming for reparations, that included what happened to us in slavery and just the fact that we are a people with no home, the United States could not pay to make it right. There's no way in hell that they can pay. You understand what I'm saying? It's just too right. big. No, I, it's too big. That yeah. we were not even talking about the exper experiments that they did on us, whether it's Tuskegee. You remember the Tuskegee experiment? You ever hear about that? Yes, I did. So if we just stick to after slavery, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to be reasonable. I'm trying to find something that people can agree on. I mean, I, I still don't think that they would agree on it, but I think that, that something like that is what it's going to take so that generations after generations can have a basis to move forward. But what about police? I mean, that's not gonna change that. Yeah, but this is more than, I mean, honestly, I, it's, it's more than the police. The police are just the, you know, the police are taking orders from the people that are barking them, right? The police are only doing what they're told to do. <sighs> yeah, police have got to be reformed. See, that's, that's so big that, I mean, the police, yes, that would be great. I just don't know how to do that. Easier to talk about reparations. It's not easier. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how my people can thrive. I'm very proud of my people. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of what we've done in the very small time that we've 
could make decisions on our own. I'm proud of what we do culturally, the way we invent and reinvent and reinvent, but I think we need help. I mean, we still have, I mean, there's so much, it's more than just the police, right? It's just, it's more, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming. You're probably right. I was probably just focusing on reparations more than anything because it seems like the easy thing to do. But I know I'm just pointing out like how many years have people not been able to say reparations without being run out of town. And but that's what that but that's what I'm saying. Now is the and time. Right now that's easier than figuring you, out how to not live in a police state. But we're in a police state. That just may be what the United States is. And it's going to be people's rights to fight back. I know some African-Americans that are just saying, like they, they were, they don't want to be here in Bloomington. Some of them, so they don't move, they go somewhere else because they think it's going to be better. They go to Indianapolis because they think it's going to be better and it's not. And then they think about where else they could go. Do you go to Philly? No, because you might, you might get arrested for, Staying in a Starbucks. Do you go into Atlanta where it's 80% African-American? Is that going to save you? Nope. California, that's not going to save you. Do you go to, uh, do you just say, forget about the United States and you go to Canada? Canadians are racist as well. Just the, They're just more polite about it. <laughs> um, uh, do you go to, uh, where do you go? Do you go to Europe? Do you go to France? And if, I mean, do you go to Italy where, I mean, do you go to Germany? You can't go anywhere and not experience racism. In England, you might watch somebody, a banana be thrown out onto the field to one of the black, you know, the black footballers. And then do we go to Africa? What part of Africa? What part of Africa do we go to? What part of Africa are we accepted? So right now it just, there's not a place. No, not less. Maybe a few of us can get on Mars. I don't, I don't know. But right now, I think that's that's the frustration. You, you stay where you're at and you work on it where you're at. And it's going to take some time like there's still anger and we're not done yet. It's a good point that you make. And as a therapist, I think about this a lot about the idea that we have to start where we are. You know, that that you can't make you can't make change in your life until you can see your life clearly like that part of starting where you are is being able to see what's happening so that you can choose to do differently where we are is so ugly and, and that I think is for me, why my brain has just been spinning so much. I fully support these protests, all of them, even the ones that gutted Target and burned down the police precinct. If it were us that did the burning down, then I would support it too, but I, I think, think those so. are, I, I don't, the, the, you know, you, 
I, I, there was a few of us, but we weren't the ones that, we didn't start the fire as Billy Joel likes to say. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and I, I, I guess that's where, where, that's where I'm getting stuck is I can see that our country needs a big scream in order to hear it. Like we're not listening to reasonable conversation. That ship sailed when we were like, oh, you can't kneel at a football game. That's God, yes, yes, convenient you're, for me. Yes. You know, so that ship sailed. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You can't, don't tell people how to protest when it's about lives. You know, these companies, they have insurance, okay? We can build another target. We cannot create the people who have been taken from us on this earth too soon. And, and so when I hear that, pisses me off. Yeah. And we could go into the, we could go into the economics, you know, it's more of a real estate talk uh, when we start talking about whose community it is. A lot of times it's the buildings are not owned by the community, the, the community that actually lives there. Oh yeah, we've talked about that before. We were talking about gentrification. And how uh -huh. we wonder, you know, when we look at places like Watts and other places that were burnt down, people say they're, they're burning down their own area. And they're frustrated because they don't own anything anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's owned by slumlords. And the businesses that come in are a lot of times not from that community. We, we might want to look at do the right thing one more time. Ha. It might be relevant right now. So I, I, uh, I hope listeners understand what we're going through, that we're just talking. We don't have everything formulated. We don't have answers right now. I think we're just thinking out loud and we're hurt and confused and, you know? Yeah. This is a breaking open. Yeah. And hey, I, I, I was watching Al Roker today. <laughs> <laughs> watching uh, NBC, and they were doing what we're doing. Just talking? Yeah, three black people, one white person, they, and they're just talking about race. They're, they're all different in the sense that one's an African-American woman who has an African husband. The other one is an African-American man who has a white wife. And then you have a, a white guy or, or no, it's actually a white woman today. And then you have Al Roker. <laughs> They're just talking about their experiences. It, it was a good thing. I was able to look at what they were doing and uh, to, to, to realize that hopefully we're helping other people too get through this. I'm going to interject something okay. because it was interesting to me this week, which was filled with a year's worth of stuff. Mm -hmm. And your last conversation, this last episode was right at the cusp of everything exploding of how badly I wanted to listen to you guys talk because I have a great seat in all of this and I get to listen to it happen. And then I get to spend a couple hours with it, listening to every word. And then I get to listen to it for enjoyment. 
And every episode I get to listen to at least that many times. And really, even though I'm not participating in it, it's a really important part of how I'm just processing all of the stuff that's coming in. And it was hard to get through this week without it. And you know, here's the thing, man, like we, we can't do it without you. So you, you, you have to understand, I mean, we love, it, it's not the same with you not being here, you know? And that's why we waited so that it, it, we could all do it. But uh, that, that makes me feel, it makes me feel good. But I, you know, I, I was struggling. I'm still struggling, right? I'm still struggling to find that, what I want to do with all this. Yeah. That may be where you are for a little bit. And that's okay. But start, starting to talk makes it, it's made it better, right? So thank you for doing this with me. Thank you. I know this, oh, what? We, we have not talked about the farmer's market. Oh my Lord, on top of all this. Yeah, I think the shit's getting ready to hit the fan on that. Locally. Yeah. And they need to be gone. Sarah Dye and her folks need to be gone. They need yeah. to be out of here. Yeah, actually today Just, I was thinking what a great time it would be to have them out of the farmer's market and maybe somehow turn the bear cat into a playground. A planter, like when you put the toilet in front of the house. As long as we can keep on moving. Uh, as long as we continue on our destination to make things better. It's been, what, a year or something? Like, it's been a while. I'm just, I just, yeah. I, we gotta, for my job, I am handling 30 houses for sale, 25 to 35 different properties that I have on the market at the same time. And each one, each one I'm working on marketing and working on doing things for. And then we have the people that are trying to find things. So I have, buy, you know, I don't know how many buyers we have, but we have buyers all over the place. That's a project. Each one is a project. I'm working on trying to find houses or properties for each individual client. And then not only that, I'm doing marketing for the company. So you have to still market the company and then you have to make sure your bills are paid and then you have to, you see what I'm saying? So I'm used to doing more than one thing. I don't believe in I doing... see. I gotcha. I couldn't figure out where you were going with, with your... I am so sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean... I wasn't bragging about my job. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm just so great at everything. My I, job I mean, is very important. Yeah, yeah, that's not what I mean. I'm just saying, like, like, we can do more than one. It's okay to say, yeah, we need to go after that. But God, there's so much injustice happening everywhere that I can't, I, until we find something else, then, then they, I think we almost need that. We almost need Sarah Dye to still be there so that, so that uh, like-minded people can still meet. I just wish we were meeting. To remind us. Yeah, and plus, but it's the same damn shit with it. Like, like, I want Trump gone. I want there to be a successful mediation uh, and, and, and all this, you know, nobody gets hurt on what's going on, you know, nationally with the, but, but we still need to have it until it gets changed up. But I, what I was going to say is we didn't talk about the identitarians it's on CNN today. 
They talked about uh, white supremacist group that are posing as, as Antifa. And it's our very own. Our it's very our very own. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's part of that. She has verbally said she is a part of this group and they are the ones caught from that. They, they were, they were telling people to go to the suburbs, like forget about that. Go, go to the suburbs. Let's go ahead and assholes. <laughs> um, I did. I talked to the lawyer today it's for the city of Bloomington and it's, they know that we will lose. They know that we will lose. And this morning when I saw that, I'm like, hey, I don't care if we lose. We have to invest. I think it's an investment in Bloomington to say that this, that we do not want this here, that this is not us. And that, though, the knowing that we will lose, and that's been something that has definitely swayed me in the past, that this is the law and we have to change the law before we act or find some way around it to get them out. I think the fact that we can't get them out, we haven't been able to get them out, the fact that our police forces across the country are responding to peaceful protests with tear gas and rubber bullets and batons, not the fun twirly kind, is indicative of a system that is fundamentally flawed. I think a big piece of what we have to do right now is see that. I don't know where we go after that. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, I, I, and maybe that's what I'm struggling with too, because I am not fringe. I am. I know. On some things, I'm, I'm a moderate, but because of I'm African-American and things affect me and my people, that pushes me to automatically be progressive because I'm not evil. You know, but I, I'm starting to like move further to the left when I see that this system, it can be covered up and made to look pretty and made to look equal, but it's not, it, and it never will be. Even when you have good people in place, even when you have a good chief of police in place, it's not even a, just a legal thing. It's also, I was talking to Nicole and she said, you know, they'll retaliate. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you think that they're just going to leave from the market when they had already brought men with guns in a situation that they were already winning? Yeah. So what happens when they lose? What happens when they are kicked out? they will come back and there could be loss of life because this is what these assholes want. They want a war. They will, they want a race war. They want a race war. Yeah. The, the three percenters, these are the same assholes that were going to courthouses with guns. Same guys. Yeah. Same guys in Ferguson. Same guys that yeah. were doing all that are doing all the destruction. They are really ready for this. Yeah. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm sad and I'm okay. And I, I want to do better. 
I want better for you. I want better for everyone. And I don't, I don't have any answers except I did like a, a, an amusing little tweet that was something along the lines of white women for every time you've used, you've quoted Lizzo's lyrics. I saw so that. Yeah. Donate to a bail fund. <laughs> I saw that. I like that. Here, I'll just share a couple things that I found amusing. I saw a sign that said Karen's for social justice. <laughs> and it had a white woman holding a sign that said, I'd like to speak to the manager of I saw that. racism, please. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and I uh, thought that was funny. All right. We'll talk soon. See ya. This episode of My Racist Friend is a production of the Bloomington Center for Connection an organization using relational cultural theory to promote social change through connection. This conversation between Don Griffin Jr. and Amy McKee, LCSW, took place at separate locations in Indiana on Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020, and was edited for this podcast by Kevin McKee. Theme music lovingly sampled from Your Racist Friend by They Might Be Giants. Follow the Bloomington Center for Connection on Facebook and other social media platforms. You and your my phone, I must have tapped it. And so some of our conversation was in a text. <laughs> so Siri, her, yeah, Siri heard me and it's, I've got this long text of, and, and so I was trying to get rid of it because I'm like, oh, I don't want to say that. Yeah, she got a lot. That was, that was not going to be good.